My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey, welcome to episode 138 of Legally Clueless. Thanks for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time listening to the pod though, welcome to the fam. Join our online community on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Podcast and there's a link to the page in the show notes. You can also, if you want to chit chat about the podcast on Twitter, please use the hashtag Legally Clueless so I can stalk you better. And lastly, yes, check out our YouTube channel. That's pretty awesome. It has season one of our video series, which is amazing. 13 different Africans sharing their stories on camera on our iconic yellow set. They're such powerful stories. You'll enjoy it. And then we also have our tour series with our most recent episode being Legally Clueless in Paris. Check it out. There's a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes. And if you don't have show notes on the platform you're listening on, just search Legally Clueless. You will find our bright yellow channel. All right, back to this particular episode. This is what's coming up. I decided, okay, let's go to Career Call. You go and you find their brokers. And even when they go to the store of the owner of the store, they already know he's a broker. So they will let him play the role of, it's like he owns the shop. So I went and I met this guy. The drama that followed, like, literally, guy, aya, nataka unitengeneze, Actually, I already have my beadwork and the watch. I'll just direct you on what to do. So that means I'm the one who's teaching you how to do this. So this is my idea. He's like, ah, very beautiful. Like, how did you think of this? Then maybe we can just now work together. I'll give you your cut. I come with my designs. We do it. At first, he didn't even let me into his like bidder's space. He was like, you know what? Mstana, ulinipata pa nikifanya kazi yangu. Enda ujishone. That is a wonderful story by Sue. Sue is the founder and CEO, owner of Sued Watches. And I really love a good, honest, raw business story. Not the sexified ones. Not the ones where you're just like, what is this person saying? These are lies. And that's what she gives us. So that's coming up a little later in this episode. But before we get there, I'm changing things around a bit. We are going to jump first right into the song of the week, which is a song that I've had on replay the entire week. <laughs> Literally, like I'm not even lying to you. It's because there's a point in the song where the artist says something to the effect of if it's going to cost my peace, then I must take my leave. There's a point he says, if it's going to cost my peace, that's some expensive shit. Like I just, I was like, so drawn, especially to that part. Anyway, it's a song by Adekunle Gold. It's called It Is What It Is. It is what it is. <laughs> I can <laughs> I really crack myself up. Anyway, there is a link to the song in the show notes. I really think you should check it out. It's really awesome. And the video is also pretty dope as well. But yeah, I like that particular part in the song. Alrighty, let's move on to something else. That's... Why did I sing that? Let's move on to something else that I really wanted to do for this week. I don't know if I'm going to keep it as a constant going forward in every episode because that's a lot of pressure as well but I feel like today and the week that I've had I have a gratitude list so I want to be trying to do this more often but I do know that there's some weeks that I'm just like there's nothing 
<laughs> it was a terrible week. But this week I do have a gratitude list. And because I want you to start like writing a gratitude list as often as is possible for you because of what they do for me. Like I find that when I write those lists, it's almost like recentering myself to the things that we perceive to be small but have brought us joy or the things that aren't what we think are like the big events and whatever, but they, they just gave us a moment of joy and there's a lot of fuel in that. And so my gratitude list is made up of a lot of that. Can I do this weekly? I don't know. I had a good week this week. I don't know what next week would look like. <laughs> and I don't come here and like deflate your energy by saying there's nothing on my gratitude list. You know what I mean? But let's just be in the moment. This week was good and I have a gratitude list and I want to share it with you. The first one is the blue skies. Nairobi weather this week has been a bit unpredictable, but we've gotten some beautiful blue skies. I think it was Tuesday, if I'm not wrong. I was driving and I looked up and first I was like stressed out while driving because I was thinking, oh my God, I've missed this deadline. I've missed this. I've missed this. And then I looked up and I was just like, what? Okay, I know you're not meant to be looking up while driving. <laughs> you meant to be focused on the road. But like I caught the blue sky and I was just like... <gasps> Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it wonderful that like I got to see this day? In that moment, that was enough for me. So it's really grateful that I got to see such beautiful blue skies this week. There's so much magic around us, especially when it comes to nature. Like nature just does its thing. But because we're always in a rush, we, we take it for granted or we don't even consciously notice it. And I did this week. Second thing, I believe also happened on Tuesday or Wednesday. I was working at home at my desk, had tons of things to do. I just got up and started dancing to the song of the week, actually. Just the song of the week, I danced to that. I danced to God's Plan by Drake. And then I rediscovered another Drake song that I have always loved, which is Nice For What. I don't know. It just like... <laughs> <laughs> gives me the energy to get up and dance and I just got up and and danced and it felt so good and now I understand why like a lot of wellness therapists and even like therapist therapists will tell you getting up and moving your body be it in dance or something fitness related does wonders for your mood and it really did for me I'm not the world's best dancer but in that moment it didn't matter <laughs> I was just like lost in music so i'm grateful for that moment as well oh then i have restarted my aerial hoop classes when i went to france i stopped my aerial hoop classes and when i came back i was kind of like staying away from different places until i did a covid test to know that like i'm okay to mingle with people again it meant i had stayed away from my aerial hoop classes for a while and i thought oh my god when i go back my body is not going to remember any of the exercises it's going to be so painful and i went back on wednesday morning morning no Wednesday midday and oh my god it felt so good it felt so good aerial hoop just it, it just makes me appreciate my body so much more I feel so powerful when I'm on that hoop I'm scared of of heights like any heights <laughs> and so being suspended in the air on that hoop is like me conquering that it, it just makes me feel so so good about my body. It's amazing. And this particular class, we added some yoga exercises because you have to do like 20 minutes of intense exercising before you get on the hoop. It was the exercises. The yoga exercises were really, really awesome. Yeah, like... Hey. It was just such a good class. I felt so good. Shout out to my trainer. Her name is Hilda. If you're in Nairobi and you're wondering where to sign up for the aerial hoop classes. In fact, let me just jot it down. I'll put a link in the show notes. 
but the studio is a femme studio and it's a safe space for women it's called shakti studio and they have a range of different things but i'll put a link to their page in the show notes all right what else is on my list um (laughs) so obviously you know i'm writing so much poetry it is fantastic i had a poetry brainstorm impromptu at an exhibition with somebody who's so close and so dear and so so important in my life and who i enjoy creating with and we were just like talking about uh, just like things that i want to do with my poetry and it it made so much sense Ah, it made so much sense. It's going to mean that I have to do a lot more writing, but I enjoyed the the process of like, you know, when you want to achieve something and it scares you, sometimes you'll keep that thing to yourself and then it just dies within you. But with this, this particular person, like I shared and I always share like what I want to do with them. It's a very safe space. And I shared like, oh, this is what I want to do. And they, they brought insights and the, was just so excited. I think you can hear from my voice. It it was a very exciting, impromptu poetry brainstorm. Just made so much sense of what I wanted to actualize. I think we cracked it. And now I just have to do the work of writing, which, of course, I love doing, so no problem. But yeah, that was such a good moment for me as well. I'm still on a high from it because that moment only happened yesterday. Definitely on my gratitude list. Ooh, and then I'm also grateful for this podcast I'm hooked on. I told you about it in, I want to say September. I told you August. <laughs> I can't remember. But I told you about it because before I would stay away from listening to podcasts because I didn't want the creativity that I was bringing to Legally Clueless to kind of get influenced subconsciously by other podcasts but then now that I feel very comfortable in the space that we've created here I'm like okay bring on the podcast a podcast that I really loved is Power of the Streets and I like it because first I love inspiring stories a by anybody any gender love it two I love inspiring African stories because they're more relatable to me and and I think it's about time we got to tell our own stories. And then three, I love listening to inspiring stories by African women or anybody who's working in the space of like ending sexual violence and just fighting for justice for survivors. That to me is like very personal. And I think because of that personal kind of journey that I've had or experienced, I'm very drawn to a particular podcast called Power of the Streets. And it's a podcast by Human Rights Watch. And what they've done in this first season is featured a lot of young African activists who are leading the Me Too movement, the resistance against sexual violence, and just in their own space. You know what I mean? So I think in September, yes, we had Rose Bell from Uganda. I first heard of her on Power of the Streets and I was like, I need to get that chick unlegally clueless. And she's just ensuring the space that she takes up in a media house is safer for her and other women in how she was very vocal against sexual harassment and sexual violence still is to date with the work that she's doing as a digital writer digital content creator i put that in my gratitude list because you constantly need places that you need to go and refuel that you need to go and get inspired that you need to go and listen to and know okay fine challenge yourself in like the space that I take up what am I doing to ensure it's safer what am I doing to change it for the better and so I'm very grateful that one of the first podcasts that I 
dove into after staying off podcasts for like a long time is part of the streets because it's just so inspiring and I, I love listening to it and this week I got a bit of time to go back and listen to it because I think most of October was so busy for me that I didn't get that opportunity so this week I did just why it's on my gratitude list and yeah I think it's it's something that I would say, hey, go give it a listen. I've put a link to it in the show notes. It's different African activists, different stories, how they began their journey into like really pushing for change in their various spaces. And they talk about even just how that affects their regular human <laughs> programming. You know what I mean? Like as an entrepreneur, as pet owners, as writers, as mothers, like how does their push for change affect that? It's I like it. I really resonate with that podcast. So it's on my gratitude list and I've put a link to it in the show notes. You definitely should check it out. Those are the things on my gratitude list. And yeah, I think you should make one. I think making one at the end of the week for me, I was like, oh man, it was a good week. You know, sometimes you'll only remember the big moments and those big moments sometimes could be hella trash. <laughs> Or really good moments, you know what I mean? And then you forget the everyday things, the everyday moments that we were so fortunate to see and so fortunate to experience and we really should be grateful for them. Yeah, so make your list, make your list, man. Speaking of trash moments though, <laughs> uh, although I did turn it around, so it's not like fully trash, it started off as trash. One thing business-wise that I was battling this week is like trying to separate my emotions from business. Where Hey, it's a bit hard. It's a bit tricky. I had been in a never-ending negotiation with someone that I'm trying to get into partnership with, an organization, and it just felt like we were running around the same thing over and over, and it was irritating for me. And it was just exhausting, not even irritating. It was very exhausting because I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and it's like the door is not opening and you have to be graceful about it because this is a potential client. But really in your heart, what you want to say is like, listen, are you giving me this business or not? Because this is now getting, <laughs> you know what I mean? But you, you can't really like say it like that. And it was so exhausting. I remember I got an email from them that immediately I just wanted to like shut down and start crying. Because it was that draining and I called my friend and I was just like, what is wrong with these people? And he was just like, okay, like breathe out those emotions, but you need to find a way of separating your emotions from business. Because with some clients and during the negotiation period, you've got to be patient. You've got to have grace and it, it pays off or not sometimes because sometimes you can put all of that and then you still don't get the business. Trust me, I know all about this very many times. It doesn't feel good. But, you know, when it does come through, it's like, whew, all right, it was worth something. But yeah, it's one of those things that this week I encountered with two different clients. And it's one of them I've made progress and the grace and the peace and the, and the patience eh, really paid off. But the other one, brah. <laughs> uh, emotions are a strength. They are a strength, but in business, these, these moments where they have to take a, a, a back seat and let rationale and some business negotiation tactics 
take the front seat. And I'm, I'm trying to get a handle on that. And so that's why I was drawn to the particular story that we're about to jump into on 100 African Stories, because Sue alluded to that. And this story was recorded when we were shooting season one of the Legally Clueless video series. So if you go to our YouTube channel, you can watch Sue telling this particular story. She is the founder of Sued Watches that are absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to put a link to their page in the show notes. You need to check out like way the watches are so beautiful. It's like a mesh of quality, timepiece and an African fun, bright, beautiful, beaded um, aesthetic. It looks so beautiful. Yeah, but she she really talks about one particular moment where business got very emotional and this was pretty early in her journey. And yeah, I because of the things I was going through this week business-wise, I was drawn to this particular story and I thought, eh, why not? Let me share it with you. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Hi, my name is Sue, founder and CEO Sood Watches. So I started Sood in 2017, but I had started before that. I started selling watches in campus. And how I started is interesting because the first watch I ever sold was to a friend during a Bible study. I think I was in third year. So they saw my watch and they were like, I like your watch. I'm like, thank you. They're like, no, actually, I would want a watch like yours. I'm like, hmm, well, I don't sell watches. But I know where I got this one, so maybe I can sell you this one. If you have the money here now, then I'll go get myself another of the same. They're like, um, I don't have the money. But in the same Bible study, there's a friend of us who had money. Like now, I think, how much was I selling that watch for? Like a thousand bob? <laughs> yeah, like a thousand bob. So I was like, if you have the money now, give me, I give you the watch. And then... We will just now go ahead and um, I'll replace it, etc, etc. So the person who had the money was like, actually, bro, I'm not buying the watch for you. I'm buying the watch for me. So now the actual person who had inquired didn't have a watch. You get. So there's demand, which is very important in business. So it's like, ah, okay. When I'm buying the watch, I'm buying the watch for you and for me. And as a matter of fact, I could actually even buy another one just in case someone else decides to buy my watch, then I can just sell them one so um, i sold that one then i got him the other one a friend of a friend told a friend literally the business just started evil <laughs> yeah so in the watches when i was in campus and then it picked up really well because i remember there's even a time when there was like events during campus and i was like can i get a stand i got a stand i used to go door to door in hostels you get so it's a thing that i've had in me for long because interestingly even my grandmas one of them is called masa the other one is called sa so ideally i would be called susan sa zoka but my mom was cool enough to call me <laughs> susan moeni zoka but i still pursued watches so i wish i got the sa name you know yeah but like it's been in my blood a lot i feel so yeah i started then in 2017 now when now officially i thought of sued because I got um, an opportunity to pitch my business. And I've always thought of starting... I've always thought, no. Like, in that moment, <laughs> I thought of starting something. Because I love African fashion, like Ankara, just the African culture, ETC. So I was like, how can I start a unique thing then? How about I go in with an African 
cultural and the art of time collaborated like time piece. So I pitched my idea, got funding, so that's how Sud was born. So yeah, that's back in 2017, October. Started, I didn't know where to start, you know, like when you're starting a business, I think the biggest thing why people don't start is because you don't know where to start. But I really started, but now it's like, I'm gonna be selling people watches written sued. First of all, who wants to get sued? <laughs> no one, like, no, like, no one wants to be sued by the court. So maybe what if uh, my clients don't get the, not the joke, it's not even a joke, being sued is not a joke. The controversial, cool aspect of the name, because my name is Sue, so the action of me creating them is sued. Get it? So I want you the name regardless. I felt like the watches are going to be beautiful. So even though you don't buy into the name, then maybe you'll buy into the beauty of the watch. But people actually picked it up. Well, my first piece was uh, the actual, the big one. And uh, I just walked into Masai Market. I met a woman um, I already knew because I used to buy like the... Um, their chains, you know, the dangling, dangling things. So I just met with her and I told her, I want you to do, I had already like sketched in like the plain paper. I'm like, this is how this is, this is gonna look. I'm gonna bring you the piece of leather. Then you're gonna do this. But I think it's a thing where people want to stick with what you know. If you go and tell someone, I know you love this phone, <laughs> but you can turn it into a, into a like i don't know like a space device they still wouldn't want it because they want to remain with what they know so i told her she's like Hi, apana, nini. so it wasn't as easy to i thought they would flow with it because as excited i was i thought they would be excited they weren't <laughs> so she did it now i have a beaded piece of leather yeah but i need to unganisha the watch <laughs> And the thing. And now this is where actually my story starts, guys. <laughs> so it was a lot of just looking for the right people to carry now my idea, which is very valuable to me because it's something that is special to me. It's like my baby. So I was like, how, how am I going to do this? So I decided, okay, let's go to Career Call. We go to Career Call. I'm like, I'm just going to be walking around Career Call. I'm, 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 I'm a hustler. Like, there is no street in town I don't know. River Road now, as in, I will take you anywhere. So, like, I knew, you know, the way you go and you find their brokers. But they, if you don't know, Kariako, if you don't, if you go, na, Western Janja, Utauziwa, Kitui knows us 200 bob for like, because they are middlemen. And even when they go to the store of the owner of the store, they already know he's a broker. So they will let him play the role of, it's like he owns the shop. <laughs> like a pana you can't you know me mini hardcore so i went i walked looking for now someone maybe who's doing bracelets that look like what i'm trying to create then that way it'll be very easy for me to now pitch and draw them to what i'm driving at so i went and i met this guy this guy we're gonna call him guy x i don't <laughs> i don't even want to give him a name because <laughs> The drama that followed, like, literally, guy, <laughs> let's just build it. Let's build this. So, like, I told him, okay, hi, Mambo, Poa, Natoa, Susan, you know, Nauzangasa, and I, Nataka Unitengeneze, Sainakaivi. Actually, I already have my beadwork and the watch. So, easy for you, it's, I'll just direct you on what to do. 
he's like, ah, ukoshua. You know the way you show someone and clearly they don't even know. If you left them with those two things, they wouldn't know what to do. So that means I'm the one who's teaching you how to do this. So this is my idea. <laughs> yeah, so he did it. And then he's like, ah, very beautiful. Like, how did you think of this? Nini, nini, nikamambia sasa nafanyanga easy pitu. Now that I've seen you do a lot of beaded stuff, then maybe we can just like now work together. I'll give you your cut. You make for me stuff. I come with my designs. We do it. So he's like, Nizawa, you know the way wanna kubali too? Because trust me, the, the difference between someone who's actually building a business and someone who is here to make quick money is if a business is pitched to me right now, if someone comes and tells me, Sue, I want to franchise your business to make something else, I would really think a lot on it because it affects the trajectory of my business 10 years to come. You understand? But if it's someone who is quick to just make money, they'll be like, ah, letter, let's go. As in, you get, and it was exactly like that. So I think that was my, that should have been my first red flag. Right now I'm just green in entrepreneurship. I'm here thinking, oh, everyone is nice. Tuna jenga nchi, you know. <laughs> just going around trusting everyone with, with my ideas. Because even now thinking of it, it's even the first person who did the first bid work, we didn't quite go through the process of you can't replicate this for anyone else, you know. So you're just trusting people and believing that they mean well as you mean well. So the guy started doing the thing. I was like, bring more, bring more. At first, he didn't even let me into his like beaders space because you see, him, he had beaders. I didn't have beaders. So sometimes I would just send him the design. I'm like, ongean um, to moja wako, aifanye, then akifanya poa, we can keep doing it. So you see, it's like, it's my idea, but I have a middleman, first of all, to the people who actually produce the stuff. So I don't have much control on quality or whether it's reproduced or whatever. So to Candelavo, but it became frustrating because now my business is growing. We're already in 2018. People have loved it. Um, they're like, this is very authentic, original. Love it, love it. People are buying. So more orders means you need to, your turnover needs to be faster. So bado tunabutana because again, those people, they don't know customer service. They don't know, um, there's no much of structure. Nini likuambia nitakushonea, wengoja. Like, I need timelines because my client <laughs> needs timelines. This guy does not have timelines. So really, to look at Tushansa, there was like some friction. Like, no, you're not prioritizing my work. You, you just do this and that and that. So he's like, Una kuna he was like, you know what? Mstana, uli nipata pa nikifanya kazi yangu. Enda ujishone. Hey. I was, I was just thrown back. I'm like, guy. This guy is treating me like, but I'm making you money. So I don't see how, I'm just trying to look for a better way to do things. Again, people just want to stay where they are. And that's what separates you between if you're going to really grow your business or you're going to continue just circulating in the same place. So he's like, Again, I was a nice person. I'm still a nice person, but now I have like my own rules. And if you can't meet them, okay, bye. <laughs> So yeah, he's like, um, but so he made it and for a minute we went. So I think around uh, May now, May 2018, it's like now where even people who are walking around can see a suit watch and know 
it's sued. If you're active on social media, you'd know ah, this is a sued watch. Sour. So now that's where the Kenyan creative space, by the way, is one that even how people have survived in it for long is still, you know, like if you've held on for long, then big up to you because I feel like people really just steal people's ideas, no credit, and just you go with it. And it is cool. No, you did not discover beads. I'm like, yes, I didn't. But I'm the one who put them on a watch. <laughs> and I decided to capitalize on that. Yeah. There are so many other things out here that there is nothing new in this world, yes, I admit. But if I innovate it, then give me create, uh, the credits for coming up with the innovation, you know. So I was just working now um, in Kariako. Hey, Natembea. I'm like, there's a client of mine who wants this and that and that. I hadn't even called, usually I would call the guy. I'm like, nakuja sane, nakuja vitu zangu. Ama nakuja sane, I have an order. I always call them before I showed up. This one day, I didn't call them. I was like, I mean, the, we used to live in Buru then, before I even moved out my out of my aunt's house. Um, I'm like, ah, I'm headed to Tao. Matt ilikuwa in a paper jam. So no Jogo Road, let's go backwards to Edisili. Kasiriyako is just there. I'm like, nishukishi hapa. <laughs> I can start backwards with my errands and go on. So I just showed up. I show up and the guy is holding one of the cuff watches that looks like mine. And I'm like, Sikwa ni me place order he watch. Na hai naus our suit watch. Nikamza hini ya nani akanyambia hini ya kasoma mungine. Hini ya kasoma mungine amenebe ni mtengeneze. So it was, I think there were even three. There was the black and white one. And some other one that I really loved, like, and I was so attached, like, gosh, nikamuliza apana visit and you know, and, and I'm very vocal, like, guys, if you're looking for an activist, come to me, I will, come on, kuteta me, my voice is always, in fact, I'm practicing to, don't shout, don't shout. <laughs> so, like, I'm making a commotion, I'm like, no, this is my work. Mimi don't like pay idea. If I didn't come here, you never used to do watches. All of a sudden, now you're doing watches. You're doing it for someone else. You didn't even ask for permission. Here, that guy was like, no. Apa ni biashara yangu. Niko apa kutengeneza pesa. Eh? If this is what is going to give me money, this is it. Na hizi sazi mekuanga uku. Do you remember how this guy was so mesmerized by my idea in the beginning? But now it's hizi sazi mekuwa uku. Wamasei wamekuwa kivaa. You know, it went on and on. I, I started crying. I think even the guys who are next to now his store so that actually this girl is really going through it. I'm like, Apana, nini. I even wanted to take their watches and go with them. <sighs> I just started walking away. And I remember I left Kariako Market. And in my head, I was like, no, I'm not coming back here. I need to now look for my own space where I know only my watches are being done and they're being done properly. Like... You know, yours even looks shoddy. If someone else sees it, they'll think it's mine and that discredits my business. So like, can we get some quality control going on? Can I get my own car workshop? And imagine that's when like, I really, really wanted to get my own space. But let's go back to in that moment. I walked out, I was still crying. There's even a lady who was next to me. She probably thought my, my boyfriend has left me. Which boyfriend? Nothing about boyfriend. It's just, trust me, 
when you've started a business, it's really close to your heart. You feel like this is my own child. Like it broke my heart in in a way that at a sequel there were nikafika town, I took a double M to Buru, I was still crying. I called my boyfriend then. I was like, "Wacha kulia, wacha kulia." He was still like, "You know, people don't really understand the weight of when when something is taken away from you when it's actually very special to you in terms of like business, like a design or something." Cuz we were like, "Oh, when someone copies you, it's flattering. Um that means you're doing something." I'm like, "Hello. I was doing something already. If you really are waiting for people to copy me for you to credit me for what I'm doing, then if ever go away, like like do you really need someone to copy me for you to tell me I'm doing something? Like why are you now saying I'm doing something because someone else is no, I don't need someone to copy my work for me to be doing something. I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Respect it. So I was just crying, I went home. I slept. I felt like no this sleeping is not helping me. And I remember a uh, shout out, shout out to Michelle Talami. She was a mentor in Blaze. I was in Blaze in 2017 the pioneering um first team. So she was a mentor then. Then I remember I just went to Instagram DM. It was the first time I was ever reaching out to her and I was like, I'm just going to type my frustrations and then if she sees the DM, you know, you guys have me followers, maybe the DMs are just like popping popping. <laughs> you might not see mine. I'm just like, I'll shoot my shot. So I DM'd her, I'm like, "Hi Michelle. So this just actually happened to me right now. I went and I found that the guy who does my stuff was doing the same stuff for someone else, etc etc. I'm just here crying. I don't know what I can do. You know? And I I really really I'm glad that I took my shot because Michelle actually sent me an audio she's like I'm very sorry this happens a lot to us you know this and this also happened to me so just take a moment breathe and in the meantime here's a number of um a guy that works in uh Kipi and uh is this Kekobo the people who protect now like um your industrial designs and stuff call him and tell him that Michelle sent you book an appointment go see him i know he will help you and i think for me that's where like actually the now i got to understand you see how if i started and i knew all those things in the beginning you know it's but an idea if you can it's expensive that's another thing about the the government and how things are here it's expensive you really want to protect your work If already you know most entrepreneurs are like I want a uh, capital. <laughs> Let's start with just capital. But now here you have to pay for like protecting your idea and stuff. So as you go, you need to protect your work. So he I went and imagine I go there and I realize like my first uncle like the brother to my father actually even works in the damn company You're like <gasps> Yani mimi nikona an inner person <laughs> and I didn't even know until my heart was broken. So I think in that very moment is when I realized you actually need to separate. I think that's something I've been learning your emotions and business. You get when I got to that man and I started crying and it's something that even my boyfriend told me then now back in 2018. He told me when you met Okapo Kilia this person already knows you're weak. Yeah? your week so they know we are talia too and then atacha kulia you understand as opposed to if you actually said this is what i actually feel right now and i'm really frustrated but now that i am here with you 
how can I take this conversation away that um, the time I'm leaving this place, we are halfway to a solution. You see how I left it? I just left crying. <laughs> I didn't tell him, don't stop. I didn't, I didn't tell him, siku mwambia, siku mwanyesha, you know, the, how this has affected my business and this is how moving on from here, this is gonna go. Understand? So I think I really learned a lot on separating your emotions and your business because also, it's not like it's the last time my work has been copied. <laughs> Back in 2020, we're in a panoramic, whatever. We're in that thing. <laughs> business is doing badly. And still, some lady comes and she copies my work. And I'm telling my clients, guys, there's a duped version of this uh, the watches. So beware. Like, just educating my clients. And the lady decides, no, you are cyberbullying me. AKA, I'm taking you to DCI. And she goes and takes me to DCI. I'm like, the, order, the audacity on these streets. Please. <laughs> so, I'm be able to go to DCI and start crying. No. At least I had learned my lesson back in 2018. And, and that's why I actually think it, it, it's bad and good that it happened to me then. Because I feel like I am more, like I'm ready. I'm now legally solving things where then there are actual legal ways to go about this. I won't even come and start crying at your place, but you can't just disrespect my work. You understand? So, um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, gosh, entrepreneurship is one of those things that you will learn as you go. That's. I can even come and transfer all the knowledge I have in my mind, but it's never the same for each person. You will still have to have your own lessons that you take away from. But yeah, from now on, I think even I've just decided it's cool. Like you just follow your, like what I do nowadays is what? I just block that energy and keep creating, keep creating because essentially that means you're leading the guys are here coping so you just need to keep being in a safe space where then don't engage with them block them don't see their stuff if your friends are the ones who keep telling you ah, i came across this you're like don't tell me just tell that person that they're doing wrong to copy someone but don't send it to the person who is being copied because then you're affecting their creative space and we're just trying to be focused over here creating creating in the way that you always just stay ahead stay ahead of them and by the time then they will never catch up really though because that means you're not creative <laughs> yeah so let the creator just keep going but protect your work if you can please protect your work and uh yeah i think i'm done <laughs> catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless I hope you enjoyed that story by Sue. I love her energy. I love her work ethic around her business and just how honest she is about some of the not so good experiences that you go through in business and how you kind of have to get up and keep moving and learn the lesson quick, fast <laughs> so that you don't repeat it. So I would love you to go and check out this story as well if you feel drawn to on our YouTube channel. It's one of the episodes in season one of our video series. And if you check out the show notes, there's a link to Sued Watches page. Hmm, why does that sound grammatically inc incorrect? There's a link to the Sued 
<laughs> watch his page. Check them out. They're so, so awesome. We're going into Christmas season, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. They would make a really good Christmas gift. Hmm. <laughs> Let me write that down. I need to start my Christmas shop very soon. Anyway. Um, yeah. So links in the show notes. Check out Seed Watches. If you want to share your story on this podcast, also in the show notes is a link to a Google form. You need to fill it out and I will get back to you and we can organize how to record your story virtually. And if you connect with something on this podcast that's been said or a storyteller, it makes you feel some type of way, you can record a voice note and send that to our Legally Clueless hotline. Um, hey Adele. So I'm in the middle of the farm somewhere. Yes, I'm on a farm at the moment. I was just listening to the latest episode, the one that dropped this week, the one about um, the, the rehab changed my life and everything. And... I'm just starting out and I'm appreciating the fact that you speak about France because now I want to go to France, like I want to go to places like your energy about how you speak about these places makes me want to go to these places. First, I'm so jealous you're in the middle of a farm while we're in the middle of this big construction site that is Nairobi. <laughs> I would give anything like I would trade this for living outside Nairobi in a heartbeat. But yeah, I get you. France was really wonderful. Definitely. I mean, every country has its upsides and its downsides. And I was just there for two weeks, so I definitely didn't see everything. But my experience, which is valid, was wonderful. I met some amazing people. Everybody was very kind to me and went to such beautiful historic cultural spaces. I enjoyed it, to be quite frank. And I really want to be able to gift myself another trip to France, this time not for work, so I can really just be immersed in it. So completely get get you i'm with you on like wanting to go and visit again but yeah thank you so much for sending through that voice note to our hotline which is i have not memorized it still i feel like that's never ever gonna happen so let me pull it up plus two five four seven six eight six two eight seven nine zero so you can record a voice note send that through on whatsapp Wherever you are in the world, if you're part of the tribe, I love, 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 love hearing from you. Oh, I also want to shout out a message that came in on the hotline. It was not a voice note. Oh, I hope I haven't lost it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Dun, 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 There it is. Oh, I hope I don't butcher this name. Jongo Tiala from Pretoria, South Africa. And your message is just so kind. He said, I started listening to your podcast about a month ago, stumbled across it really on Google Podcasts. I must say, I've really enjoyed every second of it. I'm hooked. I have a newfound need to connect with as many African brothers and sisters in new ways that I have not done before, which is so fantastic. Side note. Okay, back to his message. And listening to people's stories and triumphs has really begun that journey for me. That message filled me with so much warmth because I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted this podcast to do for people in Kenya, outside of Kenya, on the continent, off the continent. And it's, it's doing it. And that's so wonderful. So really glad that you're listening from Pretoria. Njongo Tiala. <laughs> I haven't butchered your name. If I have, I'm so sorry. I need to end this episode here because one of my friends is coming over for lunch. Seba, she's been on the podcast before. She's a visual artist, super fun chick. I haven't seen her in a month and I just can't take it. <laughs>
So I broke my rule of working full days on Sunday, started my day earlier than usual so that I could hang out with her in the afternoon. So I need to go and start cooking. I make that sound like I'm about to throw down. I'm not. I'm making her potato salad. She loves my potato salad and um, chicken wings. She's bringing wine and we're just going to hang out. So I need to go and start getting that started. Wow. I do not know why I rumbled about that. I rumbled about that for you. Um, if you've listened to this episode to this point, thank you so much. I wish you a beautiful week ahead. And please try and write a gratitude list. I hope it works out for you. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.